0: Yeah, I feel you. Pause. <laughs> I just made pause. All right. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pause. All right. <laughs>
1: check, 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 mic check, mic check. We are here, Matt Violence Podcast. I got a very, very, very special guest here. I got my, my son, my friend, Mr. Guy. What's going on,
0: bro? How you doing, man? It's good to see you, man. Chilling, man. Good, good to be here. Save man. Looks official. All of this stuff looks great, man. I see you doing your thing. I mean, you know, you know, it's either you do or you don't. You know how I you know how I move. Lead by example. That's it. Always. That's it, man. So, so tell me what's been going on, man. Like, how you been feeling as of late? I've been feeling good, honestly, you know. I've been feeling kind of just locked in lately, mm-hmm. focused. I feel like, but I feel like everybody gets like that. Like, the closer the next year comes. Right. Everybody's on that fourth quarter time and, yeah, both, you know. Yeah,
1: pretty much once the temperature reaches, like, below 70, everybody's Absolutely. just like, yeah, nah, we got to get ready yeah. for that new year. I'm definitely nah, excited
0: for the cold weather, though. Summer's been <laughs> hot. This summer's been really hot.
1: You're excited for the cold?
0: 100%. Why? I just need, like, a change of pace, you know? Plus, you can wear better clothes in the cold. Well, fall is my favorite season, but I do not like the cold. I feel you. Well, this East Coast cold, you know, I was spoiled when I was back in L.A., but (laughs) this East Coast cold is definitely different. Yeah, man. So, tell me about
1: L.A. How long have you been out there, folks? I remember you was jumping in between Jersey and L.A. for some time.
0: Yeah, I was there for about two years. Mm -hmm. Um, I came back during the pandemic, like, just as it started. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, like, I have some elderly family. I wanted to make sure I was close in case, like, anybody needed help. And I just wanted to be closer to my team. Like, my team was really based in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. My manage, my managers, you know, so I just wanted to be closer to them and kind of just felt like it was time for a change. I always get, like, antsy when I feel like it's time for a change. So mm-hmm. I moved back, and it's been a great move back. I definitely miss it. But... um we were just there in June shooting some stuff, so it was dope. Got you,
1: got you. Now, you, you've you been, you've been dropping some fire as of late. I
0: appreciate it, man. I'm you trying. You already know
1: me because, I mean, for those who don't know, I haven't dropped it yet, but I've been doing something. It's, it's called, like, the Jersey Support Mix, and Guy has been, like, top three artists in that mix.
0: Now, you gave so, me the blessing of hearing it early, and I, it's, it's going to be phenomenal. Now, I'm telling you, bro, it's just, like,
1: I've noticed that, like, through my years of DJing and everything, We, you, we've had this conversation. I do really feel like... When it comes to new artists dropping music, it's easier to digest what is in context with the music that we're already familiar with. Yeah, I can understand you know, that. So being that like, you know, out of all the years that I've been doing the violin stuff, obviously i want to run into other artists. So it's just like, I wanted to make sure that I did my due diligence of making sure that I support artists. You know? Right. And I, I believe that you got to support with not only just like what you say, yeah. but you got to support with your time, money, and resources. Right. You know?
0: Which is rare. Especially in like our area,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, I, th- I think Jersey just has this natural. Uh, we always coin it ourselves. Like nobody else coins Jersey, but us. We always coin it as like people don't support each other. And I just feel like as of late, like with what you're trying to do and what this community's trying to do, like people are really trying to rally around each other and mm-hmm. support. So I think what you're doing is like kind of a little ahead of, ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And I think people will really learn to appreciate it, like once once it's out and solidified. And
1: I mean. I hope so. I mean, I'd rather like rally around five, like a handful of people, than try to get everybody to support each other. I, mean,
0: I just don't feel like that's possible. Right. But you may spark the next set of individuals who bring it even closer together, you right. know? Right. So I'd, I'd
1: rather like stick to a tribe of 10, right. and Save 10 than, you know, move to 100 and save nobody, right. You know? So
0: it's a good, yeah, I feel that. So,
1: but yeah, man, but you're definitely, bro, you're definitely doing it, man, for real.
0: Appreciate it, man. For real.
1: So tell me what
0: you got new coming out. Well, we just dropped a song on October 1st um, mm-hmm. called BKS. Mm-hmm. It's a single to this uh, EP I'm going to put out soon. Um, I'm not going to release too much information about it because I kind of just want to make sure everything's solidified. I will say that it'll be about six songs. I don't know specifically. I've got a date idea in mind, but mm-hmm. I'm not solidified on it. But really, I just want to push this song I got going right now. It's been it's produced by some really incredible people. Um, producers on it is this guy Seb from a group called One Mind and they've done a bunch of big records for like French Montana and mm-hmm. they were on NBA Young Boy's project last year and this other guy Hollywood Cole, he just was on Meek's project and um and then this guy Sammy Lee Jones who's just a phenomenal producer also. So like I just felt really lucky that they let me work on that I was kind of writing some demos for them and I made that and I was like do you mind if I keep this and they were like yeah absolutely so I was just like sick awesome so we're just pushing that right now getting ready to gear up for a visual for it too Mm shot in in LA it's gonna be awesome
1: that's fire so when I listen to your music I could never really pinpoint who's like your influences right that that you know pretty much essentially possess you and or like influence you to write that way so right What who who are your influences like when it comes to like writing and everything?
0: I have a a spectrum of people who've influenced me. Obviously, like, you know, the people who are gonna be most noticeable are Drake, Mm -hmm. Kanye. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge Sade fan. Word. Yeah, like I um and not even (laughs) R and B or rap. I'm into like alternative music or you Mm -hmm. know, indie music. I'm into like Bonnie Vare is a big inspiration for me. Just people who have like phenomenal songwriting as well as like the sonic structure of their stuff is just different than everybody else's but so appealing and i feel like there's a style of writing i'm a fan of which is almost conversational like Mm -hmm. where i respect the mcs like you know i'm a big j fan and i respect like the generation of MCing, which is like really like storytelling but i think this generation has kind of started to gear more towards like feeling like what we're doing right now that's mm-hmm. what the music feels like it's like you're having a conversation with someone it's not I'm sitting you down and telling you a story it's more like you were there for the story you know you know you know what's crazy too like even with the music that I've written myself like a lot
1: of people don't know either like I write write music like with lyrics he got that he
0: got that heat trust just wait on it <laughs> just wait on it.
1: nobody don't sleep but, but now, what's funny is I do feel like that's part of the things that really motivated me to write. But mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand is that like I'm super competitive. Yeah. So it's just like when I when I listen to the music today, it's heavily melodic and anybody who knows me personally knows that like with anything that I do, I lead with melody. Right. You know, I'm I try to keep things as simple as possible. The things that are simple tend to be what the audience
0: walks absolutely away with. and one of the one of my favorite producers ever said like it's so true in any in anything you try to do to be simple but authentic mm-hmm. is the hardest thing to achieve. Because mm-hmm. you can be simple and, and, and not be authentic, and you can be authentic by being, building things to be crazy large, but to be simple and authentic is really what cuts through. If you think about the, like, the biggest songs like mm-hmm. ever, they're simple songs. They are very, very, very simple. Very simple songs. And it's always just like the lyrics, the melody, and the music behind it. And I feel like, it, I don't think it's really an issue but I I
1: do really feel like people have abandoned writing quality lyrics.
0: Yeah. I'm a, I think I'm a I think the melody, the
1: melodies are airtight. Right. You, you know, like yeah. and um here's the thing with when it comes to uh melodies, I think the simplest songs that really cut through right. as far as like like culturally wise, I think the reason why it does, is because it hacks our brain.
0: I you agree know? with that. I think that I'm a huge fan of lyrics. I spent my manager will tell you, I spend I'm not where I want to be as a lyricist yet, mm-hmm. even though like people have told me like they like my You know, I'm, I'm grateful for anybody who likes my music, mm-hmm. but I really want to get to a point of like my pen just being undeniable and just like being able to be vulnerable, honest, transparent.
1: Mm-hmm. Brevity
0: is a big thing also, like being able to just be concise with your wording and mm-hmm. what you're trying to say. And I think like, yeah, mel- everybody's leading with instinct i feel like in music which is like a beautiful thing it's a tough thing to master to be able to with melody it's like that's the soul to me Mm -hmm. and i can understand that like if you come up with an idea and it's kind of on the spot you feel like if you tinker too much with it you may lose it yeah but i think like slowly but surely people are kind of starting to push themselves back into a place of lyricism Mm -hmm. and really i think like it has to do with the music around you you know if everybody's doing a certain style of music you're going to naturally be influenced by it of course of course influence is
1: is a real thing and i and here's the thing with influence that i feel like a lot of people don't understand influence doesn't actually mean you are or are not going to do whatever somebody's telling you to do right it just means that time to make your own personal decisions that's now floating around in your head absolutely the same thing with music yeah same exact thing with music and i do feel like part of the reason why a lot of my melodies and the beats that i decide to select A lot of them are simple and I think that all comes from like the reggae and the roots background that I have, you know? It's just like, it's so crazy how impactful something simple.
0: Which is crazy how much music has like been influenced by Jamaica and that culture and reggae music. It's so crazy. Like even rap is influenced by that, you know? Like people don't even know, like most people wouldn't expect me to, I don't know super in depth about it, but... Mm -hmm you know like DJs back then were like people on the actual mic you know that those were the DJs yeah. you know which became like started to evolve into what MCs were when hip hop you know started to become a thing now you had mm-hmm. the DJ and then the guy on the mic at the party with him you know kind of just like rhyming over but it's crazy how much music has like just evolved from reggae and jamaican music and yeah yeah and it's it's always
1: constantly changing too
0: yeah constantly you know I you think you are naturally be influenced by anything that you're a fan of. I think it just, it's subconscious, though. I don't think you n- know all the time. Mm-hmm. But, I, like, it's happened to me where, like, maybe a melody or, I, or a cadence has been a derivative of something I heard mm-hmm. six months ago that I was, like, a huge fan of. But I don't think, like, while you're in the process of creating. Sometimes it's uh, intentional, but I don't think it's always intentional. And mm-hmm. I think simple music is really, like, that, Like I, you say you like simple beats or like production that's simple is what grabs you, mm-hmm. is because I think like when anybody makes an idea, demo, sketch, it's the simple form of it that really hooks all of us. And then you try Absolutely. to see where it can go. Absolutely. I wanted to um, kind of
1: shift gears a little bit. Um, sure. How long have you been doing music for? Like taking it serious,
0: professionally? Professionally? I made my first legit song, I'd say like original song, like, you know, you do those things with your friends all the time where you guys just like freestyle over like songs that have already been made. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I made my first real couple songs in 2016, but I don't even think at that point I was taking it as a professional level. I feel like 2018 is when I started really like working on it every day because I, I was going through a lot in the 2016 to 2018 time. I was moving a lot. I moved to Atlanta, New Orleans then to LA and it was kind of like, I didn't know how to record or how to make songs like that. So Mm -hmm. it was like, I may have made like a song once in between four to five months span. Mm -hmm. 2018 when I started learning how to record and kind of, that's was when I really started to do it every day. Let me ask you, what's been one
1: of the most challenging things within the music industry for you personally?
0: Understanding the playing field. Mm -hmm that things aren't what you think they are.
1: Can you elaborate?
0: To an extent, I think you. everybody comes up with this idea that if I make this one song, it'll blow up.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And getting to look behind the curtains a little bit and seeing like the work that really went into artists that may have blown up like that off, of, it never was that. It was always a lot of work and a lot of uh, involvement in what got that. It, it, very rare cases that I I had seen because I was moving with that ideology that if I just like drop this dope song it'll take off Mm -hmm. and learning that that's not how it really works there's a lot more work that goes into it and understanding where you fit into all of that so I don't want to go in too much depth because you know I'm not trying to make anybody feel like personal conversations are at stake but just like understanding like what goes into really getting you to that next level is more than just the music. Mm-hmm. You have to do it all, especially in this DIY age. There's too much information, too, much, too many resources. You have to be able to, you don't have to know how to do everything yourself, but you need to be making every attempt To at least understand. To understand and get the resources you need to do that, even if it's small scale and understanding that small scale eventually leads to big scale. Mm -hmm. So I think that was the hardest part for me because I was making songs and I felt like where I was for being somebody who just makes my songs in my bedroom, that my quality was better than a lot of like music that was at that time period that I was doing to realize like how much more that's, you know, I was never into the social media thing and things like that. And that's, that's, that's a huge part. Yeah. So it's learning all that. That's been the biggest challenge. And really I think like just understanding you got to bet on yourself. I made a lot of connections and I made like a lot, I've had a lot of important conversations with people that I like, that have taught me a lot. Mm -hmm that have that are in really like positions that could have really helped me and the best thing that they could have done was really to teach is teaching me how to bet on myself. I think my managers like are really like the people who are showing that to me more than anything. Like people will come around and be interested, ARs, labels. Mm-hmm. But and that's the reason why I ask that because hmm, I feel like for me
1: personally, one of the toughest things that I am still dealing with is Figuring out ways like like when I wanna step into different realms, how do you make people take it serious?
0: Creatively, you mean?
1: It creatively on the business side, you know, because with all of it with new ventures comes new expenses. Right. You know, and with those expenses, it's pretty much gonna determine where I wanna charge as far as just Of course. You know, so it's just like, although I might be on the new level of of taking the music from a hobby to a business, (coughs) The people who now want to, like, bring you in to certain spaces might not think about it on the same level as you. So I might be on a level 10 as far as, like, what I've already committed to as far as better on myself. Yeah. But the people who now see it only see it at, like, a level 2, right. 2 or 3.
0: Well, I think it's situational. I think if you have people, like, there's elements, you know, like, there's people where, even the people that, like, my, my team, you know, they know more in certain areas than I do. And they're more experienced in certain areas and vice versa, you know. I think if you, if you have that solid connection with them before any of that, before the business, before the music, before mm-hmm. the creativity, if you have that solid connection, you're cool with being, building someone from a 3 to a 10. And maybe in areas that you're a 3, they'll build you to a 10 where they're a 10. But I think that you know if you have that kind of a relationship with that individual. In terms of getting people to take it serious that's not necessarily working with you, I don't think you should worry about that. I think you should just do, like, whatever your ideas are, just do them. And you know what's funny? Um,
1: this, this applies to so many different um, elements of life, but I always feel like if, you, if somebody is not taking something serious, what I've learned is to take it outside of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and take it outside of, like, your town, your city. Absolutely. You know, people tend, in my experience at least, yeah. they tend to view it for what it is as opposed to, like, people in your town can view it as where it was coming from. Or where it can go. Exactly. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, I think sometimes, like, things that are close to home, I, I use this term a lot, but um, people can be too zoomed in.
1: Too close to the elephant.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So if someone knew you your whole life, they may be able to appreciate what you're doing, but where they are in their lives or what they're thinking about on their day-to-day, maybe they don't see where it can really go. Mm-hmm. When you kind of eliminate yourself from the area for a bit, and are continuing to do it, and they're seeing you do it outside of where they are, they may be able to zoom out a little bit and see like how much, you know, I think that happened with me. Um, Cause I didn't feel like, I love my city and where I'm from, mm-hmm. but I didn't necessarily feel like, and I, I didn't feel a way about it, but I can't genuinely feel like at the time that I was really like making music that I was seeing people like go crazy for it. When I moved to LA, I kind of started to see it. Maybe I was too zoomed in, mm-hmm. and maybe people were supporting me like that, but I was too zoomed in to see it when I kind of separated myself from it. I was able to see it from a further perspective, and coming home after that changed it too. And so. it was
1: funny. I remember um, we actually had a conversation about that recently. I'm not going to say the town that you were in when you were performing, <laughs> but um, you told me that the town that you was in that you were performing at, the audience was kind of dead. Yeah. And then um, I remember I told you, like, like, no, you told me that you don't understand why people don't really have the reaction that we expect as artists when we perform, right, and I remember telling you that I don't think it's our job to
0: really right pay attention to something that. I had to learn yeah. I think th- I'm just supposed to do my job, which is really just go out there and give it one hundred and ten percent, and the people who are tuned in will tune in, and the people who aren't may tune in later, but I can't be focused on because if I'm focused on the people who aren't tuned in, I'm not showing love to the people who are right now, so. But that- <laughs> That's
1: way easier said than done. Because, it's a process. You know, I've, I've had the imposter, the imposter syndrome, like, going on stage. Like, before I go on stage, while I'm on stage, and after, I'm just like, yo, did these people enjoy that act? You yeah. know, because I don't do this just for the check. You know, the, the money is nice. It's cool. You care about your craft. I want people to enjoy it. So, yeah. you know, if I go out there, you know, I had to, like, kind of delete the reactions out of my mind of how people enjoy things. Yeah. Some people might enjoy something to be straight face. Right, you know?
0: but your level of in, what you perceive for people to be enjoying is like also based on like all the people you're, you admire and how the crowds look when they do things and how things, like for me, I'm a perfectionist. So even at that show, the fir, like I didn't think, the first thing I asked my manager, he wanted to smack me, but first thing I asked was like, did I sound flat? That was, I wasn't even five minutes off stage and I just asked him, I was like, did my voice sound flat? Did I not sound, because I care about my craft to that point. Mm-hmm. That really like, and people were in tune with that specific show that I did. Like, people were like, you know, vibing with it. And I kind of just had to really understand like what goes. I think you start to learn what goes into making big scale productions. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was just like, I want to know what it feels like for people to not be tuned in. I want to know what it feels like. I want to know what every what every feeling is because every pitfall, every excitement. Because when I get to a place where you know being in an arena and there's 20,000 30,000 people cheering like I'll be able to really appreciate it you know you know it's funny I think the best way to learn like
1: you you said you wanted to learn how it feels to pretty much be tuned out yeah that's why it's best for artists that want to really hone in on their craft go to as many shows as you can yeah and you'll get to see the good bad and the ugly performers you know so it's like when I watch bad performers I'm just like I can do better than that. You know what I'm right. saying? Then in my mind, I start to orchestrate how I can like, you know, hold the audience attention and everything. Yeah. And um, it's funny too, doing mo- having your hand in multiple different pots because I mean, as you know, I DJ, play violin. I used to dance at no, one you point. You do a lot. Yeah, but that, that really, really, really helped when it comes to like sharpening up my skills and right. making the best possible shows, you know, because as a DJ, I've learned that people's attention spans are really, really short. Yeah. You know, playing the violin, when I watch other violinists, it's cool, but how do you hold people's attention for an hour? How do you hold their attention for half an hour? So with me personally, I had to like, I had to like change the approach on how I decide to entertain people. So now anytime people see me play the violin, they always say like, oh, you play the violin great. But what they don't understand that it's more so me playing the violin from the DJ perspective as opposed to the violin perspective, which is why the show hits so well.
0: Was there, like, a specific show for you or a specific moment? Or was it, like, a culmination of things that kind of led you to implement that ability? Or was it natural once you started picking up and learning how to do certain things? Um, The first show that I actually did where,
1: like, all clicked was at Lehman College 2011. I would never forget that show. Never, ever, ever. I was watching a lot of, like, hip-hop violinists. I was watching Nothing But Strings, Mm -hmm. Black Violin. And pretty much what Black Violin did, they used to go through the series of playing... um, hip-hop, reggae, so, like, all of that. Yeah. But they also had a DJ. So, like, the show was really tight, yeah. but when I thought about it, I'm like, wait, I can do all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I already know how to play the violin, and I could DJ, so I understood how they formatted it. Now, being that, like, I'm a little more plugged into the culture, as far as, like, the reggae soca dancehall side, mm-hmm. I'm like, let me make a set similar, but that kinda spotlights the things that are hot right now, Right. you know, at that time, in 2011. And um, when I did the show at Lehman College, First of all, it was a talent show, and it was, like, a competition. It was, like, 40 acts. That's a lot of acts.
0: Yeah, that's a lot That's of a acts. lot of acts. Yeah.
1: And mine was the act that won.
0: So yours was an act. You weren't DJing in between acts. You were the actual... Were I, was, actual I was the actor.
1: actual violinist. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's, like, after I was watching all of that that film and everything, I kind of put together my own set, and that was the first time I actually had the opportunity to, like, execute it and give it a shot. Yeah. And it worked down to, like, the T. And it blew me away. Like, I had no... Like, I had no idea how to really handle the energy while I was receiving it, mm-hmm. and then even after the fact, you know how like people like praise you yeah. and have all these opportunities lined up for you and everything. Like, I wasn't used to it.
0: Yeah, I think there's a big learning curve that goes with because I'm I'm really new to performing still. Like mm-hmm. I've only done four or five shows, so for some reason I don't believe you. Nah, <laughs> okay, <yeah>. I'm listening. <laughs> nah, I mean really, like I I've only done four or five, maybe six if I'm forgetting one. But I haven't. I'm not like a veteran performer at all. Like. I'm still very new to it, so I'm still learning a lot. Like, and I'm at that—I'm st- still at the stage of—not within the next year, I won't be—but I'm still at the stage of um, having other acts around what I'm doing. You know, like some of the sh- like when I was doing like some of the shows that I've done that were like showcase mm-hmm. kind of uh, style, meaning just like there were multiple acts on it. You learn a lot about like, okay, what happens if the act before you? It, like it's easy if the act before you or the artist before you does a great job. Mm-hmm. Cause the energy's there. It's tough if they don't do a good job. Oh man. That that's when you really learn how to just authentically. So yeah, so be like so. I think like a big thing at like one of the shows I did, shout out to Jameer Cope, sick event. My it was guy. dope. Um what I did in that set list, which was like shout out to my to Kyoko Patterson, my manager, one of my managers, it was his idea. Was to transition one of the songs that people n- know from my catalog a little bit better into something that was unreleased, mm-hmm. and the energy just went crazy. Oh, of course, yeah, it went crazy. It's,
1: it's, they can like now relate to it.
0: Yeah, so like learning things like that, like learning like how to play with your own catalog, how to read the room. Mm-hmm. Pe- there's certain shows where it's like you want to be engaging and want to, but you also know people who are just like resilient, and they're not going to interact. And if you spend all your time focusing on trying to get that one person out of their seat, ignoring all the people who are enjoying and are mm-hmm. in tune, and you're just focused and that person is just not trying to get Bloods? out of it, you know, like, it's better spent, to me, personally, focusing on giving the best show that you can and entertaining those people around him that are in tune because at least that person will go home and say, you did his thing. Of Listen, even those who are resilient,
1: they know when somebody's killing it. You know, they know. Yeah, it could they go know. super in deep on, like, how comfortable they are around the people there, you know. And when in doubt, I do this, too. When in doubt, if you can't entertain the audience, entertain yourself. Absolutely. But don't look back at that footage after, you know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, don't ever do it. Don't, don't do it to yourself. And it's funny, too. I don't ever watch back film of my own shows. I, I do. I've started. I started i can not I, it's cliche to say that, like, oh, I'm my worst critic, but it's just, like, I I can really dig myself into some holes from watching... I totally understand. ...old performances, because, like, what I feel during the performance, all feels correct. Right. So While you're doing it. Exactly. But when you watch back... Yeah. I just think that, that phones, they just pick up audio and the experience yeah. in a way it's, that yeah. makes it too it easy down, for yeah. me to, like, rip through it. And it's it right. just, like...
0: Well, it's, like, focusing on, like, elements that... You can control in those when you're looking through that lens of just like movement. Maybe like you, like, ignore the audio a little bit for me personally. Like, I'll look at like movement. Do I look distracted? Do I look like I'm forgetting my lyrics? Because, kind of what I've kind of started to slowly start to pick up, because once again, I'm still new to performing, is you kind of click out while you're performing. Oh, you do. You do. Yeah. You don't really like, you know, you're doing it, but you're so focused on like the song and. Mm Just like feeling the energy that you're not actively editing while you're doing it. And I think that's
1: because it turns on a different part of your brain. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. You know, the, the toughest thing for me to do is to have conversations with people while I'm warming up to perform or right after a performance.
0: You're getting in the zone. My
1: mind is still in performance mode. So they can literally ask me questions. Yeah, I can, com- I can comprehend the questions. I hear you. But for yeah. some strange reason, that part of my brain that's meant to compose sentences, it's just completely shut off. Yeah. I need about 10, 12 minutes right. for it to like just kick back in. So I completely understand that. and I, that's, that's actually how a lot of people make mistakes, like MCs when it comes to announcing names, because people just think that you're just on stage just saying people's names, but you're right. in performance mode.
0: No, it, like, especially, like, that's a thing I've learned, and I, I give a lot of credit to DJs, Like you guys really curate a show you have to. You curate a show, like even if it's just a one headlining act, the DJ's got to bring the energy because the artist is going to do their thing. Mm-hmm. But the DJ's on stage the number one fan. And what's funny is too, that's like we was we literally just touched on it. Like
1: following up after somebody who didn't really murder that, that stage that their, right. their performance. I actually really hate Following up after them because it takes so much energy now to like reel the crowd back in. Absolutely. And you know what's funny? Like now I'm at I'm at the point now where I just feel like I'll prefer to have my DJ go up and warm up the audience for like 15 minutes, 15-20 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, so that way it's not such a, a shock right. when we shift gears. You know, we're already pushing them in that direction.
0: Yeah, I agree. I don't know. I'm kind of just at this place where I'm like, if that's what it is, that's what it is, and I'm going to learn from this. Mm-hmm. Cause like think about how much stronger you get. Cause if you've gone through like a bunch of shows where you have to bring the energy back up from where it was, and one show clicks and you really bring it, you're gonna be like, yo, I really did that, mm-hmm. and that just is another tool in your you know your arsenal for like it just. I think it then when you have a crowd that is engaged, it makes it that much easier for you to just. So I'm just in a state of like, for me personally, I agree with what you're saying and I understand because I've felt it. But I'm just, for me personally, trying to feel everything. Like, I just want to, I saw something the other day that it was just like, if, it's, if it went good, it was great, and it was joyous. If it went bad, you learned something. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just like how I'm trying to, the mind state, I'm trying to be in with everything right now. I feel you. I'm, I'm actually just trying
1: to have the most amnesia after these performances, you know? You don't want to think about it, you just want to. I don't want to think about it after the fact. Okay, you know, because I, I do feel like there's something magical about just being in the moment.
0: I agree. I'm working on that.
1: It's very tough to do. It, it's not and that's part of the reason why I don't look back at my old old footage, because again, what I was feeling in that moment might not necessarily translate on camera.:
0: Yeah, and it can be you can easily become robotic. so I think like that's why it's also good to have people around you like this guy over here. You know, people who are paying attention to those things for you Mm -hmm. that you trust, obviously. Who are going to, like, give you those. Because you got to take your cues from somewhere. Right. you got to take your cues. You know, for some people, when you're at a certain level, it's like maybe you didn't get the Grammy. Somebody else won it. And that's your cue. You know, you watch, like, The Last Dance by Michael Jordan. Like, he had to make up in his own mind that other people were saying things about him to give him that competitive spirit. Mm -hmm. So I can understand. I think, like... It's a skill to be able to look at both, to be able to look at it, but know when to draw the line. Because mm-hmm. I'm somebody who's super critical of themselves, and I'll start to dig myself into a hole and be like, well, this, this. But it's, it's important practice to also be able to see those things, know where you messed up, and then be back in the moment. Absolutely. And, you know, judging by your music, I
1: feel like you're obviously one of those people, you know. That... I appreciate that. No, I'm, I'm, I can actually... I'm at the point now where I'm starting to, like, notice some of the similarities in, like, the journey, the musical journey with the artists that I can relate to, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, you absolutely are right. I think there are, you know, just a time and place for everything. You need to know when to take the critiques, when to actually look at yourself, like, like point that mirror to yourself and really, like, dissect what you're doing and make changes accordingly. There are times where you just need that, that amnesia. Yeah, just, 100%. You, you know? you got to just have fun. Yeah, yeah. And that's... That's when the alcohol and the drugs sometimes (laughs) really come into play. It just kind of shuts off
0: a part of your brain that does not need to be on. And I feel like
1: it just kind of removes you from yourself. It removes the filter.
0: Exactly. Which is important. You got to be able to, like, it's all about balance. Right. And I don't ever like to get too high or too drunk to the point where I don't
1: care. It's just enough for me to still be present in the moment.
0: But you want to feel it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Without thinking about it. Yeah. 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 I feel you.
1: But the nerves do help from time to time. The nerves actually does signal to me that I actually care about something. Yeah. So I don't, I don't try to get, just get rid of all nerves. Yeah. You know. The nerves are important. And the nerves actually show you how sharp you're going to be when you're on that stage.
0: Yeah. I, I still get nervous like dropping a song. Mm. Like I have that, like I know people are going to rock with it, but I get nervous. Like I'm, I'm nervous for this next project because it's not, people who are, are in tune with what I'm doing, it's a little different. I'm just showing people a little bit more of my versatility. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just be rap on it. That's all I'll say.
1: That's great. Well, I'm excited for it. I appreciate You're, it, man. You already know you got my full support. I appreciate it, man. You got my full support, bro. So whatever you need me to do, if you see twenty nine coming to your account, you know that's me that's buying <laughs> it. You know what I'm saying? Like- <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate nah, it, man. man. But that's dope. That's really, really dope, man. I'm excited for you, bro. For real.
0: Thank you, man. I'm just trying to stay focused. Keep moving with love. Keep being patient. Trust the process.
1: Open with love. That's actually a real tough thing to do. It is. Especially for me. Because there's a... I don't really hate anybody, but there's a lot of people that I just make a point to stay away from.
0: Right. I mean, like, I, I i don't know if you've ever read, like, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. and No. Well, like, there's a thing in it. um, And I don't take those books, you know, books like that super literally, but I take, like, points from it that I can agree with. I think, like there's the idea of practicing non-judgment. And I kind of had to like dive into like what that meant, which was like moving with love doesn't necessarily mean that you have to love that person and do it, you know, not, I think moving with love is kind of being like non-judgmental of them. And when you judge someone, you're deeming them good or bad based on an action, the something, you know, you're being like that person's a bad person because they did this and I don't like them right. versus like, I didn't like that you did this, but I don't judge you for it. I just don't, I, I don't want that energy around me. But, I, you know, I wish you the best. And that's, like, a totally different path to be on, you know? You wish so, people the best? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> no, I definitely don't. Because you're toxic. That's no, why. No, I'm not toxic. <laughs> I, I gave up those toxic ways
1: a long time ago. I don't wish you Cat. any harm, but I definitely don't wish you the best because me wishing you the best is a blessing. And you don't deserve that from me. So I, I try to keep it neutral. You, you just do whatever you're doing. I feel you. I'm not going to say I wish you figure it out. I can't say I'm, I haven't fallen guilty to that feeling, too, you know? I just know that I'm not going to give it any of my negative or positive energy. You just
0: do you and or I just get out your way. Right. You know what I'm saying? When I say I wish you the best, I, I really just mean like I'm not really going to be tuned in. But I hope, you know, you stay good in your life wherever you're at, you know? I definitely wish people the best, you know? Like I, I wouldn't want anybody wishing ill on me, you know? But it's not, that's the thing. I don't, I keep it neutral. Neutral. Switzerland. I'm just Switzerland <laughs> to it.
1: <laughs> You're not drinking? No wine? Nothing? Yo, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm trying to, you know, I've been in the gym for like the last two months. I'm trying to get these titties up so I can have all of these bitches start coming to my bar and everything, <laughs> oh, tipping me and everything, you know all what I'm right, saying? I doing my squats, getting my ass back. you know what I'm saying? Yo, all right. No, like, I know really know I'm saying? Pause, pause so out, that, me like, <laughs> at the bar, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna make some new, some new strip club called Harlots or Starlots, whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you know I be in the gym 24-7, man.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough now though because um you know i'm juggling work school and yeah. the gigs so i'm i'm lucky if i can get into the gym like two or three times a week you know whenever, whenever pa- you
0: need a session man i got you man Listen, got you man, man. you know I got, I got my boy shout out shout out where maneuver, maneuver gang got my boy 3d in the gym the other day getting that work in you know it's it's good for your mind more than anything like i care about my physique and health of course but mm-hmm. like your mental—that's the biggest no- change I've noticed. Yeah. Like, if you're stressed and you go to the gym, or you—you you don't have to go to the gym, but if you do something to just get your heart rate up, sweat a little bit, even if it's at your crib, like push-ups, it distracts you from whatever's bothering you. You know?
1: Yeah, and it sucks sometimes because it sucks to suffer, but there is, you know, far more to gain through the suffering from time to time. Absolutely. I don't think that's the only way to, to gain anything is through suffering. But most times, like, the things that you fight for the hardest, i.e. working out or having some sort of goal, that's when you, like, yield some of the highest results.
0: True. I think it's a big time for self-awareness when, you, you, when you're going through it. I think, like, when, when things are good, you're not really thinking about it. You're just, like, things feel good. You're going off feeling. But when things don't feel like they're going, you become analytical about it. And that, I think, causes a lot of people to start like being more self-aware, think about their own thoughts and how they feel. And it's a slippery slope, of course. But, you know, when times are tough, I feel like that's when you really learn about yourself in that process. Yeah, 2020 was,
1: yeah, (laughs) it was a series of tough decisions, you know, family-wise, relationship-wise.
0: What was the biggest change for you? I mean. Outside of the actual, like, pandemic
1: What was the, I think there was just a lot of ties that I just had to cut. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what, the, the biggest change was my, my mind state. The, the way that I now process information. I don't, know, I don't know if you ever heard me say it before, but now when it comes to dealing with people, I'm not calling you a liar, I just don't believe you.
0: That's a bar, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a, I might have to steal that. <laughs> just give you my credit. That's a bar. So, <laughs>
1: So here's the reason why I say that. It's because 2020 and 2019, calling somebody a liar means that I'm, I'm now interfacing with the person. Mm-hmm. They're saying or doing something that I don't believe. So now in order for me to prove them to be a liar, I, need, I now need some sort of evidence. Now I'm at the point where I'm just like, yo, I just don't believe that. So I'm only interacting with the information. Wow. And that's it. So if I just interact with the information, that journey of like, being brought down the path of potentially doing something that's out of my character or, like, it's something... Limited it's limited It's way... It's far limited, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I do honestly believe now there's just certain things that I don't need to know. There's certain things I don't need to deal with. There's certain people that I just don't need to be around, you know? So that was, like, the, the major change that happened through that 2020 time. Mm. And, and again, that's, that's through many lenses, yeah. you know? And on top of that, too, also... Um, people that, that just didn't really sit right they just had weird energy to me I felt like in the past I used to wait for those people to give me a reason to cut them off now I'm just at the point where it's just like yo, if something doesn't feel right to me especially when it comes to like, another person's energy I'm just like yeah I'm out I, I, don't, I don't need to be around that I don't know what right. it is I don't need to know what it is but I just know that your energy is really throwing me off of my, my center
0: you're becoming more aware of what you need right, and what you want Exactly. And it's just for and, me yeah. first. For and me removing first. those. And it doesn't mean you're removing them with any, like, uh, aggression or outward negativity. You're just removing them. Right. And it has nothing to do with them. You know? Like, yeah. That's, ha- that's the biggest key is to realize it has nothing to do with them, but everything to do with you. Exactly.
1: So there have been people I just, like, blocked, ghosted. Yeah. Just, just it's just like, like what's the I'm point? not a
0: blocker. I don't block oh. people.
1: It's a block I've party on my bl- phone. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. Block pa- Listen, My block, my block game Yo. is strong, bro. This, I don't play that with nobody. You, you know going to pick up Stand
0: Up Comedian Next as the next title? I'm or? not going to lie. I actually really want to get into it. I'm not going
1: to lie. you. got the charisma for it. Jesus Christ. I'm, sure. just, I'm just funny looking. You, I ain't gonna lie. We're coining
0: it right, right now. That's the
1: next <laughs> venture stand up comedy. I'm scared of it, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm definitely scared of it. You'd be fine. Public speaking for me has always been weird. I understand energy and timing. That's surprising. It's finding the right words in time, that's the tough part for me. Mm. But when it comes to like stringing together thoughts and having my own opinion, I can do that when I have the time to do it. But if it's like, Matt, you have 20 seconds to string together what you just saw, go. That's never how it goes though in stand-up comedy. That you is- gotta be quick on your feet, that's how it goes in DJing. That's how it goes with MCing. Yeah, but stand-up
0: comedy is about, routine based. There you got are, to
1: develop a routine.
0: Absolutely, but there are
1: a, a lot of times that I've seen where you have to be like sharp on your feet. Like you got to do like the crowd work. You got to be able to just look at people and just. But you are that. You're right.
0: You're right. You know, it's not you know something you have to try to be. That's just you.
1: <laughs> I'm flattered to hear that, man. That just that's crazy. It's I am. Man. You're right. You know You're what what absolutely right. Affirm it. Take it. That's it. <laughs> Coin it. <laughs> nah, man. Stand up comedy, man. I. I couldn't
0: do it. <laughs> Why not? It's just not built for me. <laughs> I'm not I got some shit to it. say,
1: man. I'm not even gonna lie to you, man. That's what we're here for. I got some hot takes. I got some thoughts.
0: Air it out. People are gonna hate me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yo, you should just make like a hot take podcast separate from this and just call it Air It Out. Just start airing stuff out. I'm starting up a, a, a
1: segment called the stupidest things that I've seen all week.
0: <laughs> <Okay. Where> it's, <laughs> it, it's just
1: gonna be monologues. Just like I see like stupid tweets all the time, son. So yeah. I'm, I'll give you one that I saw that was just like fucking hilarious to me. So, this one girl, she's a bit on the chubby side. Oh, God. I think she needs to come to one of your gym sessions. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. So, she spent um, the fair part of her 20s, you know, drinking, smoking, just eating terrible. That's her choice, whatever, cool. I don't really give a fuck about what you do with your life. <sighs> Bro, she posted something to all her story, right? It was of some belly dancing. And you know, like, belly dancers, they tend to like to have that little pudge, whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. That's, you know, cool. This is what she said. She was like, you see, like, in certain countries, having that little pudge or a belly is a beauty standard.
0: This, Her- is, your, this is your hot take. I'm listening. First
1: of all, the woman that was inside that video that she showed, I'm going to show you, was in shape. <laughs> <laughs> That's number one. She was in shape. And number two... This is very important. Um, we're in America. <laughs> <laughs> so yo chucky ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, although somebody you know. might like it, <laughs> generally speaking,
0: we don't want that. Listen, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do not condone the words that are said in this moment. I... Now
1: guys go to damage control. Listen, man, <laughs> <Damage> control. <laughs> that's a fact. I, somebody got to do it for you. Nah, I mean, hey, it, it, these, these are my thoughts, but it's just like, like stuff like that. It's just like it's just silly.
0: Listen, man, just take care of yourself. That's all. Just that's it. Know take what I'm saying? care of yourself. If you think you're beautiful, that's all that bad. And what's
1: funny is we're, we're good friends. And here's another another thing about it too is like, I oh was god,
0: like, so she's gonna see this and then oh absolutely oh
1: she can hit me. I didn't block her. I'm you can <laughs> hit me up any day you want. Not yet. I'm no, I'm not gonna block her. There's no reason to. But it's just like yeah. It's just silly. It's just just a lot of the silly shit that I see. And I think one of the craziest things that I see now, this is another point that I actually want to air out. Ah. Um, I think with this whole meme culture, I think people have really forfeited their ability to think for themselves. They only really have the ability to agree or disagree.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's a fair... I agree with that. I agree with that. I think everybody... has their own opinion in private. Why? I, 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 uh. I can't explain why. I mean, I mean, it's just, think back to like when we were in high school, or it's the same concept. We just have like meme culture now, but it's like the same thing. Like somebody makes a joke at the table, even though you may not really think it's funny, everybody's laughing, you will be like, ha ha, you know, and you're <laughs> going to join in, you know? So um, I feel like it's kind of just the same way. But like you got I think people will eventually give their own opinion. I think the first instinct is to be part of the meme culture, but two or three weeks after, you get an honest gauge on like a person's opinion. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has been, like, I was at like I was at the gym a couple hours ago, um, and they were playing Donda in there. Shout out to Kanye West, love the album. But um, you really, I like the songs that I like off of it. Make your point, and we'll talk about that album. Um but i was he was playing it and i was like surprised cuz like i've been seeing a lot of hate on it mm-hmm. and he was just like the i'm friends with one of the owners there shout out joe butter but um he was uh been shining out a lot of people today but uh he was just explain he was telling me he was like i think this album's going to grow on people as time passes because he was like when i first heard it i wasn't rocking with it mm-hmm. and like I, he was like i was disappointed He's like, but I started really, like, when I really got a chance to really listen to it, he's like, I actually really like it. Like, I really like it. Like, I, he, I think he's saying some honest stuff on here. That I think, like, he sounds good in a lot of songs. And I think that that's just how anything is. The first instinct is to either love it or hate it, not digest it. Yeah, and, and digestion definitely takes some time. Absolutely.
1: Um, you know what was my <laughs> biggest issue with the album? And, and this, this is my problem with any mainstream artist i feel like when okay when the public opinion is like in the balance as far as something being good or bad mm-hmm. people try to explain why it's good outside of just the music that's my problem for yeah. me personally because i don't care what kanye is trying to do i am mm-hmm. only listening to listening What's to the done. music exactly yeah. you know so it's just like and obviously like like what i deem to be good or bad is obviously sub- subjective you know, but I just, I just can't, I just can't stand,
0: you don't understand Kanye is going through stuff. He's trying to be different. Okay. Yeah. No, nobody good? wants to. If you're a music fan, you're paying attention to the music. And the only reason people like are in tune with that is because like, you know, in 2003, when Kanye was dropping an album, the internet wasn't at the level where people could see every single thing he was doing, every single thought he had, all they had was the album to digest. Mm-hmm. And that's why the gauge on it was different. But it's also that I think a lot of people got it caught up in this whole, like, Drake versus Kanye thing, which, like, both artists are phenomenal artists and are like, historical artists and n- just need to be able to be, have the roses for themselves. Like, give your roses, give your flowers, roses, flowers to Kanye, give your flowers to Drake. Mm-hmm. They're both phenomenal artists. We don't need to compare them.
1: Yeah, that's another thing, too, I don't really like either. So
0: I think that kind of whole spiraled the whole... I don't even think people were people were so focused on just hearing whether like Drake's album was better than Kanye's or Kanye's album was better than Drake's mm-hmm. that's that's it like they I don't feel like people were really listening to the album like when I really listened to it I don't like every song on there I don't think like songs are terrible on it but I'm just like not didn't move me I didn't feel it but the songs that I like on there like if I were to change the album and i I'm in no place to tell Kanye what he should have done or could have done mm-hmm. the man is like one of the most one of my biggest inspirations, so. But if it was my project, I would have shortened, I feel like if it was a little shorter, some songs were taken off, people would have like, it would have been undeniable how good of a project it was. So I think that like, I like the songs that I like on it a lot, but I also think that as time goes on, that it's, it's gonna grow on people. I mm-hmm. think like Kanye's, like we, look, we compare Kanye and Drake, but Kanye is like 10 years older than Drake. Kanye speaking from, from the perspective of somebody who's, like, halfway through their lifespan, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, we're in our 20s. We're not necessarily going to relate to somebody rapping about their marriage, you know? But when you get to a stage of, God willing, having a, a wife, kids, and a family... Your perspective is going to change. Your perspective again. is going to change, you know? I think Drake's albums are still youthful in the sense of, like, partying, women, success... Mm-hmm. That we still can cling to them and connect to them. And he's just a phenomenal lyricist, writer, performer. So, like, that's always gonna be good on that front. But it's maybe easier for people who are like 25 and younger, like, you know, for us to like. It's a bit more relatable. It's more relatable in that sense. Yeah. I think, like, musically, like, I don't think anybody can debate on the fact that Kanye's, none of Kanye's albums sound the same. They don't. And you have to respect that as an artist to constantly be innovating and changing your sound when you're that many albums deep in your career mm-hmm. is not easy to do. It's not.
1: It's not. But the <laughs> fact that, go, just going back to the way that the music is now critiqued, it's almost like tribal. It's like you can't just like both artists. You have to be on a side now. You're right. either you on can't Donda just like or certain on, songs, on you your, know?
0: Like, yeah. <clears throat> like, I, like the songs that I love off Donda, like I love, like, mm-hmm. I'll say this is, fire. If you're telling me it's not fire, like that's your opinion, but I'm going to be like, you're bugging because these are fire. But in the songs with CLB, like I'm going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like I'm at a point of
1: privilege when it comes to like thinking the way I do, especially about these mainstream artists such as a Drake or a Kanye. Um, I feel like due to the fact that I've been exposed to so many different types of music, performing, different art forms, I'm not afraid to abandon an artist that I once loved. like, yeah, this album is just not for me. Yeah. Moving on to something else that
0: I now find. You still got to respect it, though. You may not have to enjoy it. It may not be your cup of tea, but I feel like you got to respect it. The attempt? Sure. Just the fact that, like, you know, how committed he still is to it. Even if you're just a fan of the marketing behind it. See, and and I'm I'm fine with that. That's just not going to make me praise the album just because you tried. I'm not talking about praising the album. But
1: that's, that's how I interpret other people. Like, they, they, will, they will push a mediocre, a mediocre project just for the tribalism and then for what the artist was trying to do. Now, aside from that, let me, I keep asking the same music. Is the music good? And I feel like a lot of people will always try to push to say yes. Because I, I, and I could be wrong about this, but I do feel like these kind of people only get their main source of good music from hip-hop or R&B, and they have no other places to turn for good music, you know? So, like, when I feel like when you're in that predicament... Whatever you get, you champion. Right. And I'm, I'm not like that. I'm just like, it's, I'll sort through it. I'm like, okay, this is what's new. For me, where I am right now, this might not be it. So I'll tuck this in the back.
0: I think like the- And I'll o- jump to
1: a different, a different genre.
0: Right. I think the older we get changes like how we perceive music. I don't think the feeling, that's instinct. Whether like the feeling you get from certain albums or songs. But like how we perceive it. Like when you're at 16, 15 and a new project comes out- you're not this analytical about it. You're just like, I, I love it or I hate it, you know? But when you're at this, like, you start being analytical about it. And I don't know. For me, I just try to take it for what it is. I like what I like off of it, and I will support that. I, I don't judge that. It's hard to judge albums as a whole these days, you know, because... Like I think if you only there's only if there's if there's a fifteen song album and you only like three songs off of it, you're gonna be like, I'm not a fan of that album. That's kind of a dud. Yeah, so yeah. like I can understand that part, but it was like there were too many songs that I did like on on it. And it's also just like I've realized like as time goes by, I start to like things more or dislike things. Mm-hmm. So I don't wanna give my right now, I like it. Like I like both albums and I just wanna give it time to grow on me. It, I you know, it, I take my cues from those artists just like to be this, this consistent, whether it's like Drake's ability to just be connect, to connect with his lyrics, with his music, Kanye's ability to just change culture. Mm-hmm. Like he commandeers the culture. Like regardless of what you think about the music, because like it's always about the music for me, at, at the core of it. But as somebody who's doing this stuff, you know, trying to get to a level like that, going to get to a level like that, that you learn from it. Like, you can learn something from Kanye's album, the way he did things. You can learn stuff from the way Drake did things. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. You know, there's a lot of artists. I don't know what I could have necessarily learned from it. Like, regardless of what you think about the album it's going to be a moment in your life. You're not going to forget about the beef between Drake and the whole stadium. You know, for people who went to those stadiums where he was previewing the album, those are going to be moments for those people in their lives. Yeah, it is. Even if it they is. didn't like the music.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because it's like one thing to make a song that's... It's also like a song that somebody's made that you like immediately on the spot is, a, is an amazing thing to have. But it's also maybe you have to elevate yourself as a listener. Mm-hmm. There's tons of classic artists, songs by artists that people hail as the greatest that I didn't necessarily like when I first heard them. I was just like, okay. Like cool, like Yeah, and I was just like, okay. But as like, I got older and I re-listened to them, I was just like, wow. Like who? I'm a huge Prince fan. There were a lot of Prince songs in the early stages that I just didn't under, it felt like it was too much going on. It was just not striking an emotion with me that I, that mm-hmm. I was familiar with. I was super young, but um, as I got older, like, they started to hit me with, there were songs that always hit me, like, you know, Purple Rain's gonna hit anybody, I don't care what age you are, like.
1: That, Purple Rain is something spiritual. Like, yeah, You can just throw that on any time, you know what I'm saying? I have to be in that space yeah. to hear that.
0: But, like, hearing songs like Adorn. Mm-hmm. By Prince, or might be Adore. I think it's Adorn, or Pink Cashmere. Mm -hmm. When I first, when I'm like six, seven, I'm just like, it's not really moving me, you know? But like, when I got to like, to be older, and like, I was just like, this is a phenomenal song. Yeah, your musical palette changed. You know? And I think like, sometimes you, like, I didn't like Views when I first heard it. I'm still really not. No, I love that album. Like, I love it, like, I think... I think the problem is that it like... I gotta go back and hear that again. Yeah.
1: I gotta look at it again and hear it again.
0: Like, I just think... I don't know. I like that album a lot. I think people have like... People fall in love, I think, with more than the music, the moment when you first heard something. Mm -hmm. And you want that moment back. And you can't get that moment back. Mm -hmm. When you're in college or like you're in high school and Mm you hear someone like Drake for the first time with like Best I Ever Had or I was in middle school, but... Oh, me too. That, that you know, song used stay. Oh right, but you God. think about like... Maybe you're not thinking about the song, but you're thinking about like the, the memories, time frame yeah. and the memories and it's like you can't yeah. get that back. You can grow with the artist and you may not, but like there, there are songs that like I've had memories to later in life that clicked with a song that was out four years before. Right. So it's all... It's like you can't gauge it like I respect whatever somebody's opinion is on it. For me, I want people to love my stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I care a lot. I'm somebody where it's like I want each individual person to be like, I wanna, like my goal is undeniability. Like I wanna be at a level where just like, the music, the lyrics, the vocal performance, everything's undeniable. Like mm-hmm. you can't, like everybody's just gonna be like, it's like, this is just good. Like, this is great. I can't. Even if you try to hate on it, like yeah, I just can't. Exactly, that's can't. my goal. It's an unrealistic goal for a That's lot of people, true. you That's know? Not, I, well. For a lot of people, but. It, it depends on whatever you're blessed with. You there's know? always going to be somebody who doesn't like
1: That's what fine. you do. That's, I'm, I know I can't get everybody to like what it is
0: that That's I the do. That's the key, though. Is once because you understand really, that, not everybody's going to like it. It kind of opens up the door a little bit more where the intention is still. The intention is then become to be to, for myself, to have elevated from the last time I did something. Mm -hmm. It's tough, like, you know, even, like, when you put out a song and people are like, this is fire, every time I drop something after that, I'm going to be like, is it as good as that thing? Mm -hmm. But then it's like, you get, you can get so caught up in that and you can get gridlocked into keeping you from, then it turns into you doing the same, trying to recreate the same thing over and over again. And And people, that's
1: where you get that sophomore curse and everything. Exactly, so. When you make
0: something great, understand that like, you can't recreate it. All you can do is just try to keep making great moments.
1: Right. You don't know why people connect to that music so, exactly. so hard. That's you, the You would key. never know. And, I and could that, put it, yeah. And that's why I always tell people, like, yo, just live in the moment of just being the artist. Like, you, that's all you have control over.
0: I appreciate all, you saying that.
1: Yeah, you, guys, you have to authentically just be yourself. Yeah. No matter what. Through your anger, through your happiness, through your ups and your downs. You have
0: to just be yourself. And it's like, part of it is like... I'm trying to get to a point of really documenting my life. Like, like I don't really make songs about nothing, even if people don't really understand, like, or they're not paying attention to the lyrics. I could sit down and explain to you what the purpose and meaning behind each song was. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get to a place where they're more detailed. That's what I'm focused on, is becoming more detailed in my music with my lyrics and storytelling. Also, just like, you, you're going to have moments that are just for fun, you right. know? But I think it's just like, to give people moments is really like what the focus is and understanding that part of giving people the detail and being detailed is maybe you don't fully know yourself yet. And that's fine. And But, but documenting that process of, is what I think people would relate to more than anything is because a lot of people, it takes a lifetime for people to... I was talking to somebody who is in their 60s mm-hmm. And they're just now starting to learn to heal from trauma in their past, whether it was the relationship with their parents or whatever. And it's like people at that age still don't fully, haven't broken down those walls. So that like, we're always constantly learning ourselves and changing ourselves. And just to document that process, like for me to be authentically myself would sometimes mean that I'm authentically not knowing who I am. And that can reflect the music
1: Probably not following the same path that you did last project, yeah. you know.
0: So, and those it, abilities are always there, you know. Mm-hmm. The right pro- right beats in front of you, you in the right mood, you're gonna make it. You know, it's gonna happen. Absolutely. Trust trust in the process, like.
1: And um, as far as being authentically authentically yourself, and you talking about like focusing in on the lyrics and everything, it's just like creating those moments. You can create those moments for the people through your lyrical content based on how you're like. Formatting the story. And I'm actually excited to show you some of my stuff after we're done with this, too. Yeah, I'm hyped. Yeah, man, because it. it's just like, like I really pay attention to that kind of stuff, yeah. you know? And I still want to tell a story, but I, I, I do my best to hack your mind with a, with a melody and make the story simple. Yeah. So it's just like how many different ways
0: can I say that love sucks, you know? True. Like, there, I heard a great quote one time. I think it's from, this, from the movie... <clears throat> A star is born, but like there's essentially, he says there's 12 notes in music. But the way in which you say those 12 notes, mm-hmm. everybody has a different way to say them. Absolutely. They're the same 12 notes, but the way someone says those 12 notes or uses those 12 notes, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And I really like that quote stuck with me. It's just like, this, you know, it's it's a beautiful process. It doesn't always feel beautiful, but... It's like to be to feel connected to something like that, and like everybody talks about, it, it's not always this like super spiritual connection. But even like when you make something, you're like, this is fire. That's a connection. Yeah, when you like your stuff, that's a yeah. different kind of. And feeling. I and I like I'm so I'm so like, my I think everything I make is trash. I'm just like, nah, it could be better, It could be better, It could be better. My like my manager is always on me about mm-hmm. that. He's just like, you know, because I, I I'm a perfectionist about that stuff mm-hmm. and. I, can't, I don't want any of my stuff to sound like the last thing. I don't want to recycle the same melodies, the same flows. Mm-hmm. It's okay to do that in songs that like you're attempting to make that don't end up becoming songs you release. But anything that comes out, I kind of want for it to be its own thing. Got you. So.
1: That's dope, man. Well, let's wrap this up, man. We've been talking for about, for about an hour now. Great conversation. So, yeah, man.
0: So give everybody your Twitters, your Instagram, your Facebook, all of that.
1: Where can they find you?
0: You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, all that at, at I'mGuyFromNJ. BKS out now. Single going up. Got a lot of stuff coming. Visuals soon. New projects soon. More stuff in the works that I, I'm not ready to announce, but just don't sleep.
1: <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for coming for, out. Thank you for having me, you, man. I appreciate it. For real. Oh, I'm Matt Violinist and we are out of here.
0: Oh, you had headphones this whole time. I didn't even realize that. Oh, so you were
1: listening through.